Hello, and welcome to episode 200 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon. And here we are, episode 200. We made it. Made it. Finally, we're here. Now, that's a nice milestone, nice round number. Not necessarily mean much. I mean, it's been a little over four years since we started doing the podcast. And like two years since you started, Joel. Yeah. And uh, we're still doing it. Yeah, my temporary uh, co-hosting gig. Yeah. Years later. <laughs> it's, uh, don't get comfortable. Don't get too comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, it keeps me honest. It keeps me honest. Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep you on your feet. But uh, on this episode, we're going to do this year's version of the March Movie Madness Tournament. That will be the closer, the main portion of this meal. We're also going to get a little self-indulgent, a little navel-gazy, and talk about our top five favorite episodes of the podcast. And um, yeah, but before that, we just wanted to talk about our memories, our thoughts on the podcast, and... Uh, Let's start with you. You came on, what was it, um, January, no, February 2015. The first episode, I want to say, was St. Vincent. Yes. Yeah, I remember it fondly. Uh, what were your thoughts when I asked you to come on and be a part of the show? And Were you nervous? What, tell, tell me everything that was going through your head. All right, well, I mean... In a way, it was kind of natural because we always sort of did this every time you came over. Yeah, we were just talking. This conversation about this, this, and that. And I mean, you had already been doing the podcast, so you were a little bit more thoughtful and breaking things down and yeah, being a little more open to watching different stuff. And right. I was always, I always thought I, I thought about things like that a lot, but I didn't really. Like, I guess I could say, like, film is, like, your thing. Like, you understand the culture. Like, I remember you using the word, like, troops <laughs> and not, like, really understanding exactly what that was. But I always thought I had a pretty good, you know, finger on the pulse of things, like, what's good and what's bad. Like, I understood, like, the difference between a movie I just liked because I, you know, whatever, liked it and mm -hmm. what was a good movie. So, I mean, in that sense, it was natural. And you always kind of said, you, sh you should do this. And I was like, yeah, one day. <laughs> yeah. And you know Magic how that words. stuff goes. Yeah, exactly. But and you then did you it. asked me to be on the show and all that. And I was like, like, I liked the idea, but I was apprehensive for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Just, and I think me just committing to anything is tough sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you must be into it. You've been here. This is your 91st episode. Yeah, and I I guess for the the first time I was doing it, like I liked the whole idea leading up, and then as it got closer, like I, I'm a procrastinator extraordinaire. I procrastinate watching everything, and I finally watched like St. Vincent, which I remember this. I really like that movie a lot more than I should just because of the fond memories. Yeah. But I do remember being kind of nervous, like, coming over, like, not really 
Like I was just really flying in the dark. Yeah. 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 It's always weird. <laughs> and yeah. I, I didn't really ever listen to podcasts. Like I'm sure I had listened to one, but hopefully so mine. It was interesting. It was very interesting. And I, at the, I think for me, like I get this when I start new jobs or whatever, I always have a hard time imagining myself in that place. Like even after I'm there, mm-hmm. like it's sort of hard to believe like, that, Oh, this will probably be like a couple times and then whatever. But yeah. it's a weekly yeah, commitment. How it's worked out. I mean, yeah. still here. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, um, and I guess it, it was a little bit of an advantage when I started that I was a big listener of podcasts and I, I kind of, I mean, there's no real concept. It's, and you do whatever you want, yeah. but it's a basic concept. You talk into the microphone about, you know, have a little structure. Like I stole certain structures from film junk, like the way that they start with the review, then they go into what else they watch, stuff like that. I took bits and pieces from some of the podcasts I liked. Wish I could remember off the top of my head all of them to give them their props, but I'm pretty sure I did at the time anyway. But hey, yeah. Good artists create the best artists. Do. Hey, Oasis, my favorite band. They, they've been known to take a few things from some other artists. Beatles. Ferns. <laughs> yeah. But... Exactly. And me and my brother-in-law, Casey Brady, the first co-host with me on this podcast, who did 110 episodes. Um, I would like I would say for a few months leading up to when we actually recorded our first podcast, I would always say, like, man, I really want to start a podcast. I really want to start a podcast. And then I finally broke we finally broke down and did it. January 25th, 2013 was the first episode. Uh, I haven't gone back to listen to it other than uh, I think we accidentally started listening to it at bits and pieces uh, one time when you were over. And it was pretty bad, pretty bad. But <laughs> And I just still don't think like we're anything great, but come a long way. For yeah, sure. for sure. And I never started it thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start this podcast. I'm going to get all these listeners, blah, blah, blah. That's not what it was for me. <laughs> for me, it's about... There's something where I can't just go through the motions in life. I can't just go to work, come home, eat, sleep, watch. Like, I, I got to have a hobby at all times. Like, for the longest time, I was a blogger about the Orioles. And every day I would write my blog. I just had to have something creative to do or else I'd go crazy. And I was kind of getting a little bored of the blog. I mean, I could have kept doing it, but the idea of a podcast was enticing and sounded more fun and rewarding which come to find out yes yes it is um but yeah i just wanted and i didn't have anyone to talk to about the stuff that i loved movies tv except when i would see like you or my brother-in-law casey when every time you come over we just have like this rapid fire discussion where we're trying to talk about everything we've watched recently yeah you know kind of almost talking over each other sometimes just trying to really get everything out yeah just like quick hits quick hits when and i'm like man i really just love to dive deep into this stuff you know and i just love the opportunity to talk about stuff because otherwise all i'm doing is listening to other people talk about it i could try to talk about it with my wife but she doesn't give a fuck and (laughs) and it's i don't blame her 
And, or even if like we're at a at Christmas and I'm talking to our cousin, it's there's first there's not enough time to really get into anything, and second of all, I have come to realize most people they just want to say, "Oh yeah, I liked it. That was pretty good," and then leave it at that, right? <laughs> it's like yeah. for me that's not enough. So that's how it all got started, and when when we started. My daughter, Mackenzie, was 15 months old. She's now five and a half. And a future podcaster. Yeah, actually, actually, funny you say that. I said on the last podcast how we saw Beauty and the Beast, and we're going to be seeing Boss Baby. And I, and I said, would you want to do a podcast with me after you and talk about the movies we watched? And uh, she said, yeah, so maybe that's going to happen. We'll see. I actually posted on YouTube last week. A Redbox Junior episode that I found on my computer from a couple years ago, just me talking to her about the movie she's liking. So, a little five-minute clip. I thought it was kind of fun, kind of cute to listen to her squeaky voice talk about this stuff. So, maybe that's something we can add in the future. But yeah, so I've also had my son born last year. No shit, no, it wasn't <laughs> 2015. <laughs> And we had, I remember we took a hiatus for that. We had a special episode for top five movie, movies about babies. And I think around the same time we did top five fourth of July, or patriotic movies, something like that. I've moved since we started the podcast. We used to do these things in person. Now we just do them over Skype. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I don't know, 200 episodes. Now I'm thinking about it. Like, I've been excited to get to 200 because, yeah, everyone's gonna, you're gonna be excited to get to that big number, right? It just sounds better. Say, oh, I've done 200 episodes, or whatever, you know. But there is a little bit of sense of accomplishment. I mean, we haven't really accomplished much, but it shows some dedication at least, and feel good about that. Bring in your your lunch pail to work with you, getting a job done once a week, even though there's plenty of times when I don't feel like doing it, you don't feel like doing it. Yeah. And then you get started, and it's a good time. But I just love having something to look forward to each week and uh, forget about any stresses that might be bothering me from real life. Yeah, and you can't take away the persistence. Like, I've known plenty of people in my life where the, I just thought they were like kind of goofy or whatever, and they would like take an interest into something, and I'd just be like, "You're not either good at that or whatever." But like, like there's a kid who's an artist in the field that I liked. Talent-wise, he was still—I mean, no offense to him—it just never was quite there, but he was practiced enough and was persistent enough that he actually like makes some money off of it. And we used to kind of butt heads and whatnot, but at this point, I mean, we're a little older. It's whatever silly childish yeah. things and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But you know, he's stuck with, like, I can't take that away from him. Even if I don't want to like agree with some people's opinions and stuff, it's like, I'm just saying like, even if someone didn't like what we were doing, we still have stuck to it. You know what I mean? We've gotten better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fairly consistent with it. I mean, we've had our <laughs> yeah times, but... For sure. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And one of the hardest parts for me about starting it was if you go back to high school or whatever, people that know me and probably you too, I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, and they, you tell them that I'm going to be part of a podcast that goes on for 200 episodes, they wouldn't believe it. It's not something I don't, I don't think this is something people would think that I would be doing when I was like one of the quietest people, you know, around. And uh, now I'm talking into a microphone for an hour or two at a time, you know, and I just was like scared to even put it out on Facebook or anything. Like I was scared for who, who cares, right? These people that knew me back before who I haven't seen or talked to in forever. Why should I care? So I finally got the nerve to be like, you know what? Fuck it is what it is. They aren't going to listen to it anyway, but I was just scared of the notion that someone would listen to it and like judge, but way past that point. It's interesting you said that because I was going to say like, it doesn't hurt as much as I think it would like, and I don't mean that word literally, but yeah, like how we were just having this conversation, how like I'll, I'll kind of get something off my chest and then, and you feel the same way. You'll just absolutely pick it apart. Mm hmm and stress about it when really the person probably didn't either think too much of it or, you know, it's a natural thing. Like everyone does it. It's not something you should stress out about. Yeah. Not that podcasting is like everyone does it, but I don't no. know. It's just sort of like not that big a deal in that sense. Yeah. I'm glad you said it. Cause like, it's almost like I can be myself on here. Because I'm yes. just sitting here. I'm sitting here by myself. I'm talking to my cousin about whatever. I, I, there's no pressure. I can like. I feel like this is pretty close to me. Like, I'm, maybe yeah. it's a little bit of performance just because I know it's being recorded or whatever. But this is pretty close to the real me. If you if you like it, cool. If not, then uh, sorry. But uh, and I yeah, like you said, I'm someone that. I will hyper like super <laughs> overanalyze every interaction I have with anybody or anything and i don't really get that on here i mean i'll think about episodes afterwards but it's kind of like a nice uh relief from that for me yeah and it is interesting because i have noticed like the some the episode for instance go check it out our manchester by the sea review with edgar chaput yes i thought it's a fantastic episode where we all kind of opened up and i really didn't get that feeling afterwards yeah. Like, I think it almost felt better to get it out on the podcast than I would, like, say, talking to someone personally. Completely agree. Yeah, that was good. It was different. It was, uh, really enjoyed that podcast. Not to spoil any possible top five episodes, but, <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. And there's been plenty of good ones, and there's been plenty of ones where I'm like, man, I don't know about that. But at the same time, I remember we reviewed The Revenant. And in my head after that, I was like, I don't know about that. Like, that just felt like we were spinning our wheels and going nowhere. And then I think Edgar actually was the one that was like, you know, I really enjoyed that episode you did with The Revenant. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I guess it's just some people are going to, like some episodes maybe we felt great about. And maybe they, for someone else, that they weren't su too super interested into it. So, And that's yeah. another problem I have is uh, actually the one time – I posted a link to one of our episodes and someone was like, oh man. And it was one that I was like iffy about, like, I don't know how good that was. But someone was like, oh, awesome. I'm definitely going to listen to it. I was like, and then I respond with like, 
it's not our best, but yeah, tell me what you think. Like, why would I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just that thing in my brain <laughs> that makes me do that. You know, now that we're talking, I think for me, the most positive thing about the podcast is like, like my thing, I like drawing and stuff like that. Or even, I don't know, like, I'm not good at finishing things. Anything. Like, drawings, I have countless drawings that are, like, 75, 80% complete. And I'm just sort of, like, over them at that point. And video games, I, I'm horrible at finishing them. Movies, <laughs> actually, the last episode, yeah. I three movies I said I hadn't finished. <laughs> But what the podcast does is, first off, you can't not finish a podcast for the most part. Yeah, because when it's done, it's done. And I also have to finish movies to, to be give my able review. To review it. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that's a really positive thing for me because, like, just for example, like drawing. Like, I've come to realize that, like, I'm almost better off like drawing something of lesser quality and finishing it than drawing something so ambitious and not. Right. And it's just like something I have to learn to do or whatever. But I don't know. I think this helps me positively, like, in that sense. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, that's awesome. But, yeah, I guess on that note, <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's transition somehow. we got to do it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> to the top five, our personal top five episodes of all time. Well, of the podcast. What is your number five? All right. And full disclaimer, I don't really have a, like, yeah, real yeah. This is top five. <laughs> this is just, kind of bullshit, but we do top fives here. This is what yeah, we do. Exactly. <laughs> With the format. Yeah. yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I think the first review that we did that I really felt like. I made progress and it kind of clicked and it was a thought provoking movie or whatever it was um, the episode where we reviewed Foxcatcher. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I know that was a good one. I like that one. And I know that was a good one for you though. I feel like that was definitely one of the first ones where it was like, yeah, it was pretty early on. Even without discussing it, I'm like, he's getting a hang of it. I could just tell like it was, it was good. Yeah, that's a good pick. And I think that was the episode I had most anxiety about for whatever reason it may be. I, I think mostly it was just the time of year working in a restaurant in February in Maryland. Seafood, it's not good. Mm -hmm. um, but I procrastinated watching that movie for whatever reason. I don't know. I just maybe decided something about it before I watched it. But wow, did the like movie surprise me and the acting was fantastic. It was a great movie. Um, I think I, I get seasonal depression and stuff. I think I've mentioned that before. I think that's sort of what I was going through and it's sort of like clicked for me or whatever. But yeah, it was the first time I really remember sitting down and like feeling good about what I said. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's, Basically, my memory is it's the first time I felt, like, really good about the the product we put out, I guess you could say. Nice. Yeah, I definitely know what you're saying. And that's a interesting thing. Like, I – this is all memory. Like, 
I used to, like, for the first, I don't know, 30 episodes, so I would re-listen. I would listen back with my headphones at work to the episodes. I don't do that anymore, so I haven't re-listened to any of these. This is basically just coming off memory from doing the podcast. Yeah, I can't I can't get used to my voice. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely just... like that in the beginning, and then I got used to it, and then I stopped listening to it, and then I was kind of in between. I, I don't hate it as much as I used to, but... Uh, it's still every once in a while. I'm like, really? That's what I sound like? Okay. It really irks me out, dude. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's partial, a common I'm thing. deaf in my right ear for people that probably don't know or whatever. So I, your voice never sounds like it is actually projected, but mm-hmm, I think it's mm-hmm. especially with mine. But I totally understand. I remember reading about like Johnny Depp saying it made him queasy to watch his movies. And I always remember, for some reason, it bothered me, like, and he's missing out or this, this and that. And now I really understand how like seeing yourself visually could make you feel that way. Yeah. It's almost like, how could people stand being around me, hearing this voice saying, you know, but of course, you know, everyone probably, a lot of people probably think that and it's because you're not used to seeing yourself. So it's interesting. Yes. Yeah. And I did the same thing for like the first few weeks we did it where I tried to like go back and like take note or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the last one I listened to was big hero six. Yeah. That was a while ago too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I've, I've clicked on our things and like sort of listen to parts here and there. Actually Manchester by the sea. I listened to a little bit of that's one I would like to actually, but I'd listen back to the arrival episode with Rob Sisternino because I listened to it with uh, with Sam. She wanted to hear it because oh yeah, a big I, I actually now that you mentioned it, I did I didn't listen to nearly the whole thing, but that and I think I did a little bit with our March Madness episode. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, uh, my number five was episode seventy six. Uh, one me and Casey did. We were really hitting our stride. I felt like I mean, again, don't know for sure, but this was the review of Enemy. Where uh, that was just one of these episodes where it's a movie I loved, but I don't think that's why I'm putting it on this list necessarily. I just thought it was a very thought-provoking movie. There's lots of like it's one of these weird movies where you can interpret it different ways, and I just felt like it was one of the best like deep dives into a movie that we had together, and I just felt like we really from memory had just a great conversation really throwing stuff out there back and forth theories and trying to work stuff out in a in a really cool way from what i remember and uh yeah it's interesting what you can like what we ourselves consider to be make a good episode right yeah like is it i don't necessarily think it's just oh the like maybe some people this is a movie I loved. I just want to hear people talk about it, and that's good enough. For me, it's more like it's not the. It's more the conversation than the movie. Like, I feel like sometimes we talk about a great movie, and it's like, man, I really wish I had more to say. Yeah, like Revenant for perfect yeah. example, or Doctor Strange, a movie I liked a lot, but I don't know. You know, sometimes you just got nothing to say, or can't find the words, or you forget something. Like even. A great episode. I thought we had a pretty good conversation with Hunt for the Wilder People, say. That's a movie that was just kind of like, 
it was a good movie, but nothing crazy to me, nothing special. But I just felt like we really were able to be on our game, like as far as hitting uh, the topics of conversation. Yeah, interesting you mentioned that because how many times have we like started the podcast and sort of said like, well, I really don't know how much I have to say about this movie or whatever. Yeah. And I'm always we'll surprised at how much we like end up yep. talking about stuff like that. Yeah, and then there'll be times where I'm like, oh, I'm really excited. I love this movie. And it's like, we're both like, yeah, we loved it. We loved it. Uh, what else? Oh, not much. <laughs> so it goes both ways. Yeah. What's your number four? My number four is our March Madness episode. Nice. That's my number three. It's, uh, we, it was just so much fun to do. It was sort of like our, Going you know, away. Our exit yeah. for a <laughs> Yeah. It was a cool I remember feeling afterwards being like, man, it's a shame we got to take a break now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because, like, in a positive sense, I was almost like, all right, a, a break might be good. Just the, not monotony, but just, I don't know. No, yeah. Just, like, I, I, I felt like I could use all this free time for something else. And then, like, after the <laughs> Two fact, weeks, it's yeah. like, it's not really any time that is taken away from me like <laughs> yeah but i don't know we we had a couple great episodes i felt like towards the end there and then the march madness thing was just so much fun like it was it was so not us in a way yeah it was awesome because it was something i just had a with inspiration i'm not going to say i just had this great idea it was a uh, film spotting was doing their they did a thing like a march madness bracket type thing but theirs was different it was like directors against each other and i took that idea and said this could be something that we do each year where you take not the, necessarily the top 64 movies but ones that are worth talking about or we've reviewed on the show pit them up together throw it in march to go along with the tournament could be fun and it was like we just tried it and I, the thing I liked about the episode so much was that we're, like, feeling it out as we go. We're, like, l learning it in a way as it went along. Like, it started off, it was a little more, like, methodical, and then we had a little bit more fun with it as it went on. Yeah. And it kind of just clicked. I don't know if it's going to stay clicked for this episode. We'll see. But, it, I did, yeah, I remember it just being a ton of fun. Whether anyone listening had fun, I don't know, but we sure did. And that's, that's why it's on so high on my list here. Yeah, nice. But my number so, four, since that was my number three, yeah, was episode one hundred and thirty-five, the Mad Max Fury Road episode, and it was also our first fall box office draft. Uh, this is one, if you can remember, I think Sam was out of town, so you actually came over to my house, watched we watched the movie together, and then immediately did the podcast afterwards. Yeah, that was great. And that was pretty cool. <laughs> like, I don't know. And I think we had a good episode, too. But just that experience was, like, something different. Just like for uh, episodes 193, 194, and 195 when you came over and we did it in person. Like, that was – mixed it up a little bit. It made it interesting. Yeah. And it was cool watching the movie, like, together and then fresh from yeah. that. And mm -hmm. as we're as we're watching it, I'm like, oh, I'm loving this. I wonder what Joel's going to say about this. Or I would like to in the future do more things like that. Like maybe more so for the every so often when we review a new release, like theater. 
or whatever. Yeah, we could go to the movies together. Yeah, like that'd be cool to do, like a couple times a year or something. Yeah. Yeah, we've already kind of made it a tradition that we review the Star Wars movie every year. Uh, not when it comes out on Redbox, but when it comes out in theaters. So could be an extension. Yeah. And this episode also, our first fall box office draft. I always enjoy the drafts. And uh, it was um, it was fun, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Ran out of stuff to say there, but I mean, it was. You gotta listen to the episode. Go back, check it out. Yeah, all of them. And all it's of a great them. movie if you haven't seen it. Binge all two hundred episodes. Let us know what your favorite is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, March Madness, March Movie Madness was one hundred and sixty-four episode. Oh, okay. Wow. What, what's oh. your number three? My number three. Uh, let's see. You know, I think. I'm going to give it to the episode where we reviewed Into the Woods. All right, yeah. Because it was one of those movies, I mean, you know how I am. I'm a, I don't like fucking horror movies. <laughs> Not like <laughs> and it I was, was really horror. apprehensive about most of the kid movies. Which, I gotta say, from my opinion starting out on the podcast to now, has changed a lot. I don't know if it's just the culture of these movies are changing, but I really felt like movies aimed at kids really kind of dumb themselves down to an extreme point. Yeah, they can. They certainly can. It's sort of, it was sort of like a race to the bottom for attention rather than having, you know, like all the older kids movies for the most part was, were made for like adults in a way or not made for adults, but made for both viewing, mm-hmm. which they're doing really well with these days. Yeah. But. And lowest comment, in, like you can, I, I see so many animated movies having kids now that you can definitely see the difference in like lowest common denominator and Pixar or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. Can exactly. Tell big time. And the fact that it was a musical, I wasn't like very stoked about watching it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, it wasn't the most incredible movie ever, but I really, really enjoyed it. And like, way more than I feel like I should have, but I don't know. Just I guess what I'm trying to say is, it, it was one of those episodes where I kind of went out of my comfort zone, and it paid off. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I th- well, first I think we also reviewed Hairspray on that episode. Yeah, and yeah. Um, but yeah. That's the thing that since the start of this podcast, I feel like I don't, I still don't feel like I'm some film critic expert or anything, but my taste and my, I feel like my ability to uh, analyze movies has gotten better. As you definitely it, watch movies differently. Yeah, probably. as it probably should. And when you're doing something like this for so long, but I know score meant nothing to me when I first started this podcast. Like, and I still have – I'm not, like, great at picking out, oh, look, listen to the score during a scene or anything like that. But I'm, I notice way more often that I pick up stuff like that or certain shots, cinematography. I notice that they'll stand out more since I guess I'm just p- paying more attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, little things like that just have developed over the course of doing the podcast, which I'm glad because love movies, so I want to be as good at – interpreting them as possible yeah you definitely you get better at the subtle things especially because knowing for example requiem for a dream like 
that score is so in your face and kind of different, at least for the time. Mm-hmm. That that's one of the only ones I can really remember. You know, like latching on to. But now you kind of like realize when a score. Sometimes it's so subtle, but it's that's what you need. Yep. But like, uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. Yeah, I don't know. It's I I'm still a little bit to the. I've gotten better, but I still. I guess on first view. I don't hang on to a whole lot. Like, I think it's for the most part a good way to do things, but I just got to get better at rewatching. Where the first way, the first time through, I really don't put much thought into it. I'm just really in for the ride, and I don't hang on to a lot of things. Right. But then, I I subconsciously hold on to so much more now that when the second watch through, I really like pick out this, this, and that. Which yeah. I think is a a good thing for the most part because, like I said, I a lot of times I'll put a movie on at night and I'll watch like a half hour of it and fall asleep. And I don't know, I got I'm sort of lost in my I kind of lost where. Oh, That's no. all right. No, I th- <laughs> I think you're fine. I think you're good. I understood what you're saying. Um, yeah, I guess real quick another thing: documentaries. I still don't watch enough as I should, but really didn't give him much credence four years ago and now i'm i like him don't love him interesting enough i'm sort of the opposite now where i still love documentaries don't get me wrong but i used to watch a lot of them Mm -hmm. and now for whatever reason i just don't i don't know there's really no thought process behind it but yeah i mean don't get me wrong i watched like five all of last year so what's that say but I mean, I'm just more willing to give them a chance and open-minded about it. Yeah. Still not my favorite genre, but I'm just, over time I try to, just because you don't like something in general doesn't mean one can't, you know, be above the, the chaff, weed above the chaff or whatever. The thing about documentaries is there's such a gap between, like, great ones and okay ones. Like, I guess it's in a way a fine line, but it's so big, I think, like, in how they present it. Mm-hmm. Like, whether it's, like, really serious or not so serious. Like, like there's a, one that I mentioned. It's called, like, Point and Shoot about a really strange guy who decided he wanted to be, like, a, like, travel nature show type dude and he took motorcycle across Africa and all this stuff and he ended up being a part of like the Syrian revolution and stuff like that it it wasn't such a heavy documentary but like the way they portrayed it and all that like I ended up thinking it was a great documentary I guess I'm saying like some documentaries are trying to tell a story and then some are more literally documenting Mm-hmm. Something that happens. And... Yeah, I prefer the more uh, story-driven ones, I guess, or where they're trying to do something a little different. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think at first I like because I'm a big history and all that stuff. I liked, and I still do. I like the ones that just like sort of show you everything. But I don't know. Again, a little bit of lost train of thought. But yeah, let's get into your number two episode our number two let's see um 
I don't know. I, I think this could easily be my number one. But I, I'll just shoot it anyway. Interstellar. I knew that was showing up somewhere. Yeah. This is this is a case of, like we said, sometimes there's great movies we don't have a lot to talk about. This was definitely one that was a fantastic movie that we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. And I thought we did a great job of doing it. If or at least that's how I felt. Like I yeah, felt exactly. really good about that episode afterwards. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, that's honorable mention for me. I, I think that was another one where it was like probably one of the first ones where it clicked for you a bit. Where you're yeah, like, okay, yeah. this is what it could be. This is what it's all about. At least, again, from our perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> interesting enough, I don't know what... Uh, much else to say about it besides I just like yeah. loved the movie. I watched it like two or three times, which it's not a short movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just it all flowed that night, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got into like big ideas versus we got... listen to the episode. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> My number two is episode 106. One of the last ones that me and Casey did is uh, we only did 109 episodes, just us, and then he came on as a guest for another one. But it's when we did Seven Samurai, the classic, you know, old, I forget the year exactly, I think the 50s, 1957 is sticking out of my mind. Don't know if that's right, but it's around there. Uh, Black and white, three hour long uh, Japanese samurai movie. And I don't know what made us, like, I think this might have been, outside of my number one, like, one of the only non-recent releases that we reviewed. I don't know why we decided to review Seven Samurai as our main review on that episode. I think maybe because there was, like, nothing else out that week and we still wanted to do an episode. But I just, first of all, love the movie was so pleasantly surprised. I was expecting, this is three hours in Japanese, black and white. Like, I'm expecting it to be good. Of course, it's well-renowned. I didn't think it was going to be bad, but I just thought it was going to be, like, a tough watch where you have to make sure you're paying attention and really yeah, yeah, give it your all. It's not. It's, it's like, I think it's actually close to four hours long, three and a half to four hours long, and it's a breeze. It's like... The most light heart, like easiest movie to watch, holds up completely. It's brilliant. It's amazing. One of my favorite movies of all time, probably. And it's just it was it was lighthearted. It was funny, but it had good action. It had good drama. I mean, I was so pleasantly surprised, and I felt like we really, on top of that, we really just had a great discussion about it. Had a great episode. I think our top five was like ancient warrior movies, something like that. Just. Fond memories of Seven Samurai. Nice. So what's your favorite episode of all time of the Redbox Report? Well, first off, I want to say that really my favorite episodes are any episode Edgar's part of. Yeah. I have so much fun with him, and I really couldn't pick one. So I guess it's not going to be my number one. I'll say honorable mention. Sorry, Edgar. <laughs> Didn't quite make the list. <laughs> um, I guess 
I could say when we reviewed Inherent Vice. Mm, yes, that was a good one. Because this has turned out to be a movie that I just like more and more and more as time goes by. But I remember dreading this because I watched the, it the first time and was just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, I did not get a second of it. Like, it was so... And it's funny now because I watched it and it's really not actually that convoluted. Like, it actually moved the pace of it. It's pretty straightforward. It's just all the details in it. Everything doesn't necessarily add up to something, and a lot of things are coincidental, and blah, blah, blah. But I watched this movie like three or four times, and not out of liking it. Out of sheer, like, I don't know what this is. (laughs) And it took me to like my second and a half or so time watching it, and then I read a review of the movie from a guy who was a fan of the author. And he, like, kind of put it in perspective. And after watching it, it, it clicked so much. And then I, I felt like it was a little foggy on it, but I thought it was a pretty good episode. Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting how, like, that could happen. Because I think if it weren't for the podcast, I probably wouldn't have given that movie. The time of day, yeah. The time of day, or enough respect. Yeah, and that's another thing that I like about the podcast, we got to pick a movie to review each week. Like, we got to review one. So it's maybe sometimes it's a movie I wouldn't normally watch. And maybe sometimes there's probably a reason I didn't watch it. But then there's been times where I've been pleasantly surprised, where I'm like, wow, I probably wouldn't watch it if it wasn't for this. Glad I did. Yeah, and not only that, that year was such a strong year for movies. Like, it would have been very easy to just move on, you know, like... And watch something better, quote-unquote. But I don't remember that movie really winning much of anything. And it now it turns out to be one of my favorite movies, like, yep. ever. Yeah. Same with Hateful Eight, right? Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Well, my number one, I have a caveat as well. Um, I eliminated any episode where we had a guest. Because those are always... My favorite episodes. They're always great. I I haven't, I don't, and not just being nice to our guests, but I don't think we've had an episode with a guest. And we did more guests with Casey before. Uh, Mainly now we just have Edgar on all the time, which I love. But anytime we had a guest was always a good time. Never one where I'm like, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't have had this person on. Nothing like that. So I had to eliminate them all, except for one. Which was episode 67 when we reviewed the Godfather trilogy with Edgar Chaput. This was easily my favorite episode that we did. I took, not to take off work, I was off work that day, literally sat there, or maybe it was like before the night of the episode or the podcast or whatever, but I watched. Sat down and watched all three movies back to back to back, taking notes as I'm watching. Because I'm like, it's embarrassing that I haven't seen these movies. And I'm this huge, you know, movie buff. And this is only like two two or three years ago. And loved, loved the movies, obviously. We had this great episode, but I, I don't know. I just love the idea of 
we're reviewing this entire trilogy. And I felt like it turned out incredibly well, just like every episode with the guest, especially Edgar does. And we also reviewed Serpico, another classic movie I hadn't seen. We did our top five Al Pacino movies. It was a long episode, but I felt like it was one of, if not our best, that we ever did. And, um, yeah, I loved it. Loved the movies and I loved the podcast. But I did, before we move on, I wanted to give a shout-out to all the guests that have appeared on the podcast. If you don't mind following me with this. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, first guest we ever had, my wife, Sam. Sam Mantha Phelan. Episode 11, for the impossible. Um, there's a reason she's never been back, guys. I'm sorry to say <laughs> she choked. She choked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was incredibly nervous the whole time. I don't think she said more than 20 words, maybe. Was not herself. I feel like if she was herself for one of these and relaxed, which is weird that she can't because she's a social person where I'm not. Or we're not. Like, she, she has no problem, right? She's social. But then when it came to this, she clammed up. But if she was herself, she'd be a good guest to have. She'd be fun anyway. But yeah, wasn't meant to be. And Edgar, he has been a guest on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven episodes. Seven of the 200. He first appeared on episode 41 when we reviewed Monsters University and did our top five Pixar movies. And I remember he was the first person I ever asked to be a guest. He was our first guest, period. I was listening to the podcast that he was uh, guest co-hosting with quite frequently, uh, Sorted Cinema or Sound on Sight. They kind of had this same feed, two different podcasts, whatever. But I just, yeah, you know how he, he's, he sounds so intelligent. He's so good at speaking about movies in his way and it's fun to listen to. And I was like, followed him on Twitter, sent him a message. Hey, long shot. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I was like, you know, be really cool if you would ever be interested in coming on as a guest. And he did. We had a great time. He, it's awesome of him that he appears to enjoy our show. He li- I think he listens to it, at least some or most of the episodes. He's always tweeting out our links and helping us promote, which is incredible. <laughs> like, greatly yeah. appreciated. Like, does not deserve that kind of treatment. Um, but then, yeah, he came back for the, the Godfather trilogy. was his second time appearing, which was awesome. Then he came back, episode 87, for Captain America Winter Soldier and the top five Marvel movies which was great. He came back for episode 118, which is the first time you've ever been on a podcast with a guest. And it was actually the only time we've had four people on a podcast when it was me, you, Edgar, and Casey. Oh, yeah. And we reviewed The Babadook, Starry Eyes, two horror movies, Mr. Horror over there. Yeah. We did a 2015 Summer Box Office Draft, which Casey won. Uh, Yeah, that was a lot of fun. He was back for episode 157 for Spectre, Crimson Peak, Top 5 Action Movie Stunts. You remember that episode. Oh, yeah. I remember that episode. Episode 172 for Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and the second Fall Box Office Draft, which he just won not too long ago. And most recently, episode 196, Manchester by the Sea, and Top 5 Saddest Movies. And hopefully we can schedule him for the end of April. 
for the, the next incarnation of the Summer Box Office Draft. And the other guest we've had, well, with you, we had Rob Sistonino, episode 194. Of course, that was great. Really appreciated him coming on. But for a while there, I was really trying to get guests. There was like this one summer where we had a different guest, like at least once every two or three episodes. And I just don't have, it's too nerve wracking for me to ask a guest to come on. Like I have to work out my nerve because it's, it's something, I, I don't know. I love having guests on. Don't love the idea of asking people because I don't want them to feel pressured like they have to say yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's, again, another thing in my own brain that probably probably should just say, yeah, it doesn't hurt. If they don't want to do it, they won't do it. But is what it is. But for this summer, I had the courage. I uh, For episode 43, when we reviewed Pacific Rim, Broken Flowers, in our top five monster movies, we had on Matt Noble from the Screen Verdict podcast. And then we had his co-host, Jonathan Cook, on for episode 52 when we reviewed Fast and Furious 6, Despicable Me 2, in our top five car movies. And both of those guys are Australian. So we've had guests from Australia, Canada, the U.S., you name it. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to actually, I just said to Jonathan on Facebook, I'd like to get those guys back on at some point. And... If any of the guests are listening, probably not. There's no reason why I didn't not ask you back. It's not like that I thought it wasn't good. It was just, uh, like I said, I, I hate to ask people, but I probably should. <laughs> uh, we had Tyler Smith and David Bax of the Battleship Retention Podcast on individually. David Bax was on for The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog in our top five sequels of all time. And Tyler Smith was on for The Monuments Men, Paper Moon, and Top 5 George Clooney movies. All right. Whew. That was all the guests. Good thing we didn't have more. I'd be out of breath. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, any honorable mentions as far as best episodes? Um, I I don't know. Like I said, the whole guest thing. Um, Let's see. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll give a shout out to Beast of No Nation. Yeah, yeah. Because that was one of those ones where, like, I did think it looked great, and you were like, you have to stop what you're doing and watch it now. But I guess, like a lot of people, because it was Netflix, I just sort of uh, not that anything against Netflix's quality, but at that point, at least with movies and stuff, it's unknown. Yeah. All right. But I don't know. That's probably about it for me. All right, I would say real quick, the, all the award shows, the Redbox award shows, like they never turn out as good as I think they're going to for some reason, but I do enjoy doing them. Um, episode 20, Mud, I like that one. Episode 61, Inside Lewin Davis, thought was good. And I liked <laughs> my creative decision to like put different songs from the movie throughout the podcast. Don't know how it worked, but in my head I was like, a great idea. Uh, and I like the video game podcast we did uh, last month. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. I didn't even think about that in terms of everything, to be honest with you. Yeah. It was, again, anything different is going <laughs> to stick in my mind, right? And get, it, get my attention. All right. Are we ready to find out who the winner of March Movie Madness 2017 is? 
ready as we're ever going to be. All right. And the tournament is on. <laughs> like we said when we announced the brackets, we have four regions. We have comedy slash musical. We have the blockbuster region, the drama slash horror region, and the one word region, which is mostly movies, one word titles. All right. Let's not mm -hmm. waste any time. Up first, number one overall seed, La La Land, faces off against the 16th seed, Assassin's Creed. I feel like La La Land's uh, dancing all over Assassin's Creed grave here. Yeah, I gotta agree. I don't even like the video game that much, so screw it. <laughs> yeah, La La Land advances, surprising no one. And I forgot to mention, we did take predictions on the results of this. And, um, yeah, 12 people entered. Only one will win. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the winner will get to choose a movie for us to review. Whatever strategy you like, whatever, you know, good, bad, recent, old, you tell us, we'll review it on a podcast. How's that? All right, next up, an 8-9 matchup in the comedy musical region. We have The Magnificent Seven. Facing a stare down against Swiss Army Man. Ooh. Tell me your thoughts here. This is this is interesting. Eight nine's always tough. Uh, yeah, this is not the most mismatched one. But um, although I enjoyed Magnificent Seven, it's there's not really anything to write home about. It has plenty of flaws, but an easy watch nonetheless. While Swiss Army Man. Maybe not an easy watch. Yeah. <laughs> but really fantastic for what it is. Yeah. It took me a little bit to get over that hump, too. Like, I, what did we say? Skip the first 20 minutes if it really – you can't get into it and see how you like it? If fart humor is not your thing, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a weird movie mm -hmm. for sure. But I feel like it's a strategy to play dead. You know, and, yeah. and uh, they perfected it. And Magnificent Seven, yeah, they got the, all the, the big guns. They they got seven people with sharpshooters. But if you're not hitting from behind the arc on any given day, like you're not, yeah. if that's all you got in your arsenal, you're not gonna you're not gonna pull it off. So for me, Swiss Army Man is <laughs> navigating via its burner into the second round. How about you? <laughs> I got to agree with you there. All right. All right. Next up is a classic 5-12 matchup. There's always one big upset, a 12 over 5 in every tournament. We'll see if this is the one here. Hidden Figures is going up against The Finest Hours, which I feel like is a movie you liked more than a lot of people. Yeah, I did. I, I don't know why, but uh, I enjoyed it. Did you see Hidden Figures? No. <laughs> yeah. So that might give it an edge here. Let's, see. Let's get <laughs> your thoughts. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's clear to say what my answer is here. You're going upset. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I'll break this down. Finest Hours, I thought, was a little bit better than I expected. It was a pleasant movie. And... Both are movies that have a certain sheen to them, a certain Hollywood glaze, if you will. Uh, but Hidden Figures, I felt like had way more substance behind it. Like both 
pleasant, not outstanding, but Hidden Figures had a great story, a great message, great performances. For me, it's head and shoulders above the water in Finest Hours, and you're going to have to bust out that coin because we got ourselves an overtime match here. Oh, man. Yes, all ties are determined via coin flip, okay. so very scientific. And so heads, um, heads, what do you is, want, heads or tails? Heads is the favorite. Tails is the underdog. All right. This is a bicentennial quarter. Yeah. So technically, both sides are heads. Oh, gosh. Pick a side. <laughs> <laughs> We're going um, le legit heads is what? Is uh, the favorite. Okay. Let's tails see. is mine. Yes. <laughs> right. Here we go. All right. And the buzzer beater is up. And the winner is... Oh, the favorite. Hidden Figures. Yeah, and Hidden I... Figures pulls it off. Deservedly, probably, but you got to root for the underdogs. Yeah, yeah. Hidden Figures advances. Much deserved. I mean, was nominated. For... So, moving on. The four seed. Zootopia up against fellow... Animated film, 13-seated Sausage Party. Hmm. Now, Zootopia won the Best Animated Feature Oscar. It made a billion dollars, literally. Um, it was well-reviewed and loved by everyone, including myself. I don't think you saw it. No. <laughs> Sausage Party was a divisive film that some people loved, some people hated. I thought it was... Very disappointing. I didn't think it was as funny as it thought it was. Basically just goes to ethnic stereotypes. Uh, just the easiest. It always takes the easiest route to a joke. And uh, it's very disappointing. I like those guys. Didn't like what they did here. I don't think you saw this one either. No, I didn't. So uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean... I Initially, Sausage Party, I expected that from it. But with the people behind it and the type of movie it was, I thought maybe that would be maybe to their advantage, that type of humor and whatnot. But I didn't hear great things about it, at least from not anybody I respect their opinion about. Yeah. Um, and I've heard nothing but great things about Zootopia. It sort of just fell through the cracks for me. And... Your pick. Yeah, I, I think it's a clear Zootopia here. Yeah, I mean, win or lose, Sausage Party was going to have a five-minute orgy scene anyway, so I think they're okay as Zootopia moves on. You didn't get the reference because you didn't see the movie. I did not. There is a... I, I think Sausage Party's just happy it made the dance. You know? <laughs> yeah, there is literally a five-minute orgy scene where uh, hot dogs are screwing buns and et cetera, et cetera. Awesome. No, nah, it was okay. <laughs> but uh, next up, Battle of the Musicals. Well, they both have musical elements anyway. Sixth seed, Hail Caesar, is facing the 11th seed, Sing Street. Now, I know you loved Hail Caesar, or at least enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I like the concept of it. Yeah, and I know you didn't see Sing Street, because you would have been raving about it if you did. But break it down. I don't know anything about Sing Street and Hail Caesar. Well, it's not a great movie. It's flawed. 
I, I still like the whole concept of it. I liked them going through all the different genres at the time and kind of caricaturing Hollywood of that era with it being this weird kidnapping story and a lot of uh, big stars in it, frankly. Yeah, I liked both movies. I I liked uh, House Caesar because, like you said, it, I, I just liked on a scene-per-scene scene basis, like, each one was captivating in its own way. Channing Tatum's musical number about... I, I was about to say the same thing. No dames, but... like, great. Uh, the Scarlett Johansson thing in the pool, really cool to watch visually. Like, I just liked how it was almost like... In a way, like short films or like stitched together, but that also kind of hurt it as far as like the cohesive story in my eyes. Yeah, they should have maybe committed more to the different yeah. stories in one. Yeah, I agree. Because the main storyline really didn't end up mattering or making too much sense, or. Mm-hmm. But. But Sing Street. This movie started off slow for me, so it's going to be down early in this game, but. It really came on strong. It had maybe my favorite movie soundtrack song of all time with Drive It Like You Stole It. Just adore that song. These kids are really charming. All the music in the film is great. It's uh, it's not like an amazing movie. It's the same guy that made Once, which I liked better, but it, it really warmed my heart to watch this movie. So I got to put my vote on Sing Street. Nice. Uh, well, I guess I'll have to go Hail Caesar. Right. Overtime it is. Overtime it is. All right. This is Heads why is Heads is Hail Caesar. Tails Sing is not. <laughs> Here we go. And it is Heads. Hail Caesar. Moving on. Narrowly avoids an upset. The Cohen brothers have done it again. Again. <laughs> they, this coaching duo, it's unconventional to have two brothers as a head coach, but they made it work. Yeah. They kind of have the same strategies. All right, next up, we got three seed. Everybody wants some against 14 seeded Jason Bourne. Uh, <laughs> this is a blowout for me. Uh, everybody yeah, wants some. These are prof- professional, co- that doesn't make sense. Professional college baseball players. They can shoot some hoops too because. Jason Bourne pretty much got in a car wreck and didn't survive on the way to the gym, in my opinion. <laughs> All right. How about you? Well, I guess I like Bourne better because I don't know of the other movie. Everybody Wants Some is the Richard Linklater movie that is the spiritual successor to Dazed and Confused and my third favorite movie from 2016. Um, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Just I, incredible. I'm kind of sad I hadn't seen it. Yeah, please don't force this to overtime. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I just on reputation, I could pick that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. I promise you would like it better than Jason Bourne. <laughs> All right. All right, next up, we have the 710 battle between The Edge of 17, the proclaimed by me best, sex, best teen sex comedy since Superbad. Against number 10, Kubo and the Two Strings, the Leica stop-motion animated film um, with some cool martial arts action, awesome visuals. 
Tough one for me. It's a different style matchup. They're not similar much at all. Uh, I don't know if you've seen either one. Don't believe I have. You know of each? Yeah. You make a decision. Um, I'm going edge of 17. You know what? I, I'm going to go that way with you. Because right. I remember you saying you liked it for the most part. Pandering. Joel's pandering. He's trying to crew favor so that when there's a close matchup, I'll go his way on another one. Yeah, well, there's strategy in this. <laughs> All right, now we got the two-seed, the nice guys, against 15-seeded pop star, never stop, never stopping. Um, the nice guys, they just have these great two players. That You got the shooting guard, Ryan Gosling. You got the center, Russell Crowe. A great two-man game. Dish and dime. Crow's dunking, overpowering everybody. Gosling's shooting from downtown. They're almost unstoppable at this point. But Popstar has Adam Sandberg's character, who I can't remember their name, star of the show, Justin Bieber wannabe, singing his <laughs> ass off. So, and uh, not too shabby on the court himself. But I got to go nice guys on my side. Yeah, just this is a powerhouse. In yeah, that sense. So. One of one of the favorites in the tournament. So you're agreeing? Agreed. All right. Should we stay in this region till we get a winner out of this region? Or should yeah, we? why not? All right, let's do it. La La Land is going up against the farting corpse, Swiss Army Man. Now, as a number one overall seed, you haven't seen it. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that's interesting. But for me, as much as I liked Swiss Army Man, which wasn't a whole ton of a lot, but I, I really think La La Land lives up to most of the hype. Uh, I think it's a pretty great movie. has a lull in the middle, but ends strong. I think it's going to send Swiss Army Man packing and happy to make it out of the first round. Well, I'm not trying to say you're wrong, but... I'm not picking the same one as you. <laughs> Alright. You're saying I'm wrong. <laughs> Holy shit. This could be like Villanova, Wisconsin all over again. Number one overall seed in an overtime matchup in the second round. Here we go. Heads, La La Land, Tails, Swiss, Swiss Army, Army Man. Man. Oh boy. This could bust some brackets right here. Here we go. Bracket buster. Tails. Oh my lord. Wow. <laughs> this is why... I even filled out a bracket in the predictions, and I'm probably not going to win because upsets like this. Yeah, well, that's why you play the game, right? Unpredictable. This is, oh, my God. Some people probably had La La Land winning it all. Yeah, well, it's going to make the brackets interesting. How long can Paul Dano keep up the act that this corpse is real and talking to him? We'll find out in the future. But first, Hidden Figures is going up against Zootopia. This is a close matchup, four versus a five. Um, both actually hint at racial dynamics. Uh, Zootopia gets into it a little bit with the, uh, what do you say, um, allegory, where the prey versus the predators is kind of showing the uh, societal differences between these species. And obviously hidden figures... This is about black women working at NASA and being 
treated poorly and breaking barriers. So, what do you think? Ooh, it's a interesting, interesting matchup. Um, I don't know. What are you picking in this? I gotta go Zootopia. As much as I like hidden figures, like Zootopia is really good. It's one of the better movies of the year. Whereas Hidden Figures is just really good for what it is, in my opinion. I gotcha. Uh, well, that was my gut feeling, what I was going with, so I'm going to have to agree. All right, Zootopia, moving on to the Sweet 16. And also, we got, <laughs> I don't know, transition, fail. Hail Caesar is going up against Everybody Wants Some. And everybody, including me, wants some to advance to the Sweet 16 over Hail Caesar. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Mm. Let's see. Don't feel pressured. Do what's in your heart. I, I, I think I like Hail Caesar. All right. Overtime. Yeah. Hail oh. Caesar's heads? Correct. No, 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 no. Everybody wants some of his heads. Okay. Uh, all my favorites could be down early. This is, this is devastating. Yeah. It, like the Maryland call, Drew Nicholas puts up the, here it goes. Yeah, oh my gosh. What a call. What a call. <laughs> yeah, Another time we'll talk about that. Though. I'm sure there's a lot of Maryland fans listening to this. Heads. All right. Whew. Everybody wants some escapes. Scary, scary <laughs> battle Every right there. Early exit. All right. Well, we got, I, don't, I don't think this one's going over time. We got the nice guys against the edge of 17. Both have great performances by a young lady, whereas the the daughter, Ryan Gosling's daughter, does a great job in in The Nice Guys and the whole team cast of Edge of Seventeen. But The Nice Guys, they're not so nice. They're really picking on the picking on these little dweebs. So yeah, they're embarrassing if you ask me. Yeah, Nice Guys advances. Absolutely. Yeah, got to. All right, first Sweet 16 matchup. Actually, I'm calling it now. We're switching regions now that we're into the Sweet 16. All right. <clears throat> Down to the Blockbuster region. This should be fun. Everybody has probably seen a lot of these movies. Uh, first up, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, goes up against Suicide Squad. Um, a, it's a, you know, a, both spinoffs, kind of. In their respected areas, genre, whatever you want to call that. Yeah, I said both uh, went on suicide missions. Yeah, and uh, one, true, very true. And uh, the one named Suicide Squad actually didn't do any suicide at all, whereas Rogue One had some death and destruction to get their mission across. Yeah, I mean, both were had potential to be very huge. Which I mean, actually, Suicide Squad did pretty well. Yeah, financially. And, but both had the potential to be a huge bust, too. But, I mean, you can't... Star Wars, I mean, you can't take away the quality and execution and Suicide Squad just... Although I liked the characters individually and whatnot, it just was not a great movie. No, they literally were a Suicide Squad because they're so upset after losing this. Yeah. All right, next up. Eight verse nine, Deepwater Horizon. It's the Peterberg special, Deepwater Horizon versus Patriots Day. He directed both. Mark Wahlberg stars in both. One about, I mean, they're both about real life incidents or tragedies. 
I saw Deepwater Horizon. I was so close to watching Patriots Day last night and ended up not. So that would have given me an edge. I mean, or at least it would have been fair, a fair fight. Um, how about you? Did you see either of these? Actually, I didn't because Deepwater Horizon disappointed me in my draft. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I will say Deepwater Horizon. Uh, I thought Patriots Day looked like trash, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look great for me either, but I actually heard some decent things. And Deepwater Horizon was um, was pleasantly surprising, but still not great. But yeah. I'm going to go Patriots Day. I'm going Deepwater. All right, flip the coin. Heads is? Heads is Deepwater. All right, here we go. Tails. Patriots Day. You got to be a patriot on this day to advance. All right. The Shallows, the shark movie that we both, I feel like we both liked quite a bit, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, against Star Trek Beyond, an underseeded film here, 12 seed for Star Trek Beyond, which I liked as well. Yeah, so this pretty good. This could be that vaunted 5-12 upset. We will find out. For me... If she can survive a shark attack, she can survive. And look that good? Please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she can survive the alien invasion uh, against Idris Elba and whatever his uh, group of people were. Funny side note, she's like the one person that like a guy can be like, God, she's hot. And just about any girl I've ever known would be like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Well, you haven't met my wife. Because <laughs> she gets pissed any time I say that. No. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But um, seriously, I, I really like The Shallows. Yeah, it was it's one of the biggest movie I didn't have places. much interest, or whatever, passing interest to see. And yeah, I, I really liked it. Yeah, agreed. Very underrated movie of 20. Star Wars, not bad. Or Star Trek, I'm sorry. See, that's what's wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> the confusion. <laughs> All right. Uh, number four, Moana facing off against 13-seeded Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which I just watched a couple weeks ago, not to spoil any possible review we have, but I was like, what the hell is the point of this movie? Not bad, not good, not important, didn't need to be made. Don't understand it. Moana is a great Disney <laughs> musical. Uh, I'm trying to think of one of the songs I can in incorporate into my <laughs> reasoning for picking it. Uh, we'll never know how far it could go. <laughs> until yeah, i got to say I'm going with Moana because of all the children's movies. If I had to pick one to watch, it would probably be that. Yes, great choice. And... <laughs> Um, Maui says, you're welcome for advancing him into the second round. There we go. Found it out. I found it. Uh, number six. This is an animated battle. Find uh, The Sixty Jungle Book. The Jungle Book remake, which I was talking about Beauty and the Beast remake on the last episode. Here's another one of their successful ones. Against another Disney movie, Pixar's Finding Dory, which was a pretty good... Uh, sequel to the Finding Nemo, not as good as Finding Nemo, but still charming and pleasant. And um, I don't know. What do you think here? Hmm. This is a tough one for me. I liked them both. 
didn't love either. Did you see either one? Um, no. <laughs> All right, make a gut decision. Flipping a coin. Oh, wow. Flipping a coin before the possible flip of yeah. a coin. A, favorite, or head's favorite, tail's not. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> this is it is tails. <laughs> wow, Finding Dory. I'm going Jungle Book. Um, the anime. Uh, well, I mean, I did see Jungle Book. I'm sorry. Oh, you did? Oh, wow. Yeah, but Wait, still. Wait, we fucking reviewed it. I'm an idiot. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, look where I am. I was like, I haven't seen any of them. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You want to take that back? Because I'm going Jungle Book. Yeah, I'll go Jungle Book. I think. I, never, I didn't really ever like Finding Nemo. So I can't imagine how it would Wow, that's a hot take. But, uh,. I mean that the only live, act, the only real actor involved in the Jungle Book might drag them down as they get deeper in this tournament. But for now, the animated animals carry them into the second yeah. round. All right. Next up, we got Doctor Strange. Great episode of the podcast or not is a three seed here. It's very strong against Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. Interesting. Out of the shadows. And into the NIT, because Doctor Strange, or no, wait, no, where does Doctor Strange send people? Into the astral plane, uh, into the other reality, because Doctor Strange... The new turtles suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just face it, Bob. <laughs> did you, yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking. Uh, did you see how much Doctor Strange was training in all those montages? He is ready for this. Oh, sure. I mean, just... He's learning magic. He's literally learning magic for this. Yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Doctor Strange. Blowout match. Yep. Doctor Strange advances. Next up, we have an X-Men battle. Only one X-Men franchise can advance. We got Deadpool, the wisecracking, fourth wall breaking uh, antihero against X-Men Apocalypse, the mediocre sequel in the X-Men franchise is what's better. I mean, I actually thought both were pretty disappointing and didn't love either one, but I know Deadpool has plenty of fans out there that would be upset to see them go down in the first round. Yeah. And I, I gotta say, I enjoyed Deadpool way more than I did Apocalypse. I hate to be this guy. I Deadpool's commenting right now to the audience that this guy's actually going to pick against me. Can you believe this? But yeah, I'm going X-Men Apocalypse, I just think it had better moments. Deadpool, probably the better movie, but I just felt it felt cheap. I've said it multiple times, but there were some scenes in X-Men Apocalypse that I thought were really, really cool and put it above Deadpool for me. So over time, we could have a huge upset. All right, here we go. I can't believe this is coming down on a coin flip. Can you believe this? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Deadpool impression. Tails. Wow, this is unbelievable. I'll see you guys later for Deadpool 2. Alright, that's enough of that. Terrible impression. X-Men Apocalypse knocks out one of the top grossing movies of 2016 in the first round. Wow. Never know what's going to happen in this tournament, Bob. No, you just, you just never can tell. Next up we got Captain America Civil War against Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Marvel vs. DC, Avengers vs. Justice League kind of people. Uh, let's see. What's the matchups? Who's guarding who? 
We got Captain America against Superman. We got uh, Iron Man versus Batman. Wonder Woman against Scarlet. No, not Scarlet Witch. Black Widow. Yeah. And plenty of reserves on the bench. It's a shame it's a mismatch. It is. It's. I mean, this is clear as day. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Spider-Man, really. He he came in off the bench and was just unstoppable. Yeah, what a freshman they got there. <laughs> His five minutes on the court. Just a great cameo he made in this game. Black Panther really has to get his fouls under control, though. That guy fouled out very quickly. He's super aggressive. Yeah. But uh, he's he brings enough to the table where... Yeah, I mean, when he's on the court, he's a difference maker. But, God, guy is just too quick for his own good out there. Too strong. All right, any more uh, jokes? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of something. <laughs> Save it for the second round. <laughs> All right, Rogue One back up in the second round against Patriots Day. I mean, you could be a Patriot all you want, but it's hard to stop those bombs. They're going to go off by the finish yeah. line. I, I can't even. That's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, Rogue One for me. Yeah, clearly, I think. Yeah, Star Wars. We're Star Wars Nords. And, Nords. Uh, that's what's going to happen. All right, yeah. next up we have... Two water-based movies, in a way. The Shallows against Moana. Now, this is a tough one because I like both a lot. I think one's underrated and one's maybe a little overrated. What do you think? Um, Well, I hadn't seen Moana. And as much as I like The Shallows, I I think I have to go with that. Yeah, I thought you might. So I'm going to send this through over time because... Even though I think The Shallows is great and underrated, I would still put Moana above it. Just think the animation is great. The songs are actually really good. Uh, even the, the one with the crab, I think it's called Gold or something like that. That's pretty underrated. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Moana here. Interesting. I'm going with, Interesting choice. I'm going with culture as opposed to Pretty White Girl. Okay. <laughs> Whatevs. Jeez, what do I do with the coin? Heads. Right. Oh, no, Penny. <laughs> All right. Classic Penny. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Heads is Moana. Tails is the Shallows. And your winner is? Tails. Shallows. Wow. Wow. Pulled it off. Heartbreaking. All the kids out there. <laughs> I mean. Bullshit. This is an inspiration. They said I was cheating from the other room. <laughs> I I have no way to confirm or deny that. <laughs> this is all in your hands. You could do whatever you wanted. I well, you flip it next time, asshole. All right, I will. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, cameo oh. appearance from hopefully future video game podcast host David Fallon. <laughs> all right. Next up, we have... No, I trust your flips. I trust your flips. Doctor Strange against The Jungle Book. Ooh. Uh, this is clear for me. Clear Dude, for you? Doctor Strange. Yeah, I agree. That that kid, he just... I mean, just the acting alone. <laughs> he can't act his way out of a paper bag. Yeah. I gotta go Doctor Strange, too. He's got the PhD, for hell's sake. True. Very true. Don't know what that <laughs> helps in this case, but it's gotta be good. For something. <laughs> yeah. Alright, another team-based battle. 
<laughs> the Avengers took care of Batman and Superman. Can they take care of the X-Men and Apocalypse? Ooh. I'd venture to say yes, and it's almost just as easy as uh, the battle against Bat- I mean, Batman and Superman. Yeah, definitely. 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> as cool as some scenes were in X-Men, even Quicksilver got his leg broke at some point. You know, that's going to be hard to come back from. The best player gets suffers an injury like that. It's hard to come back for some Not much ago. else left on the board. All right, we're moving on to another region now that we've got more Sweet 16 teams. It's the one-word bracket, our favorite bracket. Uh, this will be quick because it's only got to say one word for each title. Um, here's an interesting one. Number one seed and best picture winner, Moonlight, against Warcraft. One of the hmm. worst movies of the year. Um, I know our cousin Charlie, he's told us that he predicted Warcraft to upset Moonlight. Uh, yeah, and then <laughs> defended that for a half hour, and then was like, oh yeah, I hadn't seen Moonlight. Yeah, confessed that he hadn't seen it. And also, I didn't have the heart to tell him the way we determine the winners is by us picking them. Yeah, yeah right. So, <laughs> sorry, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> Moonlight is advancing. Sure. It's not even worth getting into. You could even have Little as the main... You don't have to bring in Chiron or Black in this game to take care of business. Yeah, one of the three. <laughs> yeah. All right, eight or nine seed, Christine, which is the story of Christine Chubbuck. can't believe I remembered her last name, who <laughs> committed suicide live on her news broadcast. Uh, great biopic against Patterson, one of my top ten favorite movies of 2016, about a poet and a bus driver in uh, Patterson, New Jersey, who, which actually I could relate a lot to, with uh, our podcast. So, just with the whole scene of he has a passion, but he doesn't really tell anyone about it. He just does it for the love of it. Blah blah yeah, blah, yeah. blah. Interesting matchup. First round. It's a shame one of them has to lose this early, but that's how it goes. I, I got to go Patterson. I had it in my top ten. I love both movies, but Adam, yeah, I was Adam, say, you, you've talked to me enough about this that I think I'd get Patterson as well. All right, you know, cool. I've seen it. Yeah, it's – I mean, Adam Driver, what a perfect name to play a guy who drives a bus. Born for that role, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And he should be driving more often in movies. That's all I'm saying. All right, man, this is a great bracket. This is a great region. We got Sully, the five seed, going up against Best Picture nominee, Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, I think I know where we're both going here. Yeah. He might have crashed that plane into the Hudson, but this is a pretty smooth sailing flight here. I'd pay to be on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the dude's pretty good (laughs) In in a war zone. I'm sure he could fly his way through all those over-the-top action sequences. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge wasn't a bad movie by any means, but I think Sully. Yeah, fuck Mel Gibson. He should have been uh, fired as coach. (laughs) He's just a piece of shit, you know? I don't care how, how good of a coach he is. It's just not. It's not right. Was he the Bob Knight? Yeah. He's definitely some parallels to Bob Knight. Uh, 
Jewish people or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But um, all right, next matchup, we have fences up against 13 seed Snowden. This could be a huge upset because I know you like Snowden. And I know yeah. you haven't seen Fences, so I know what that means. Um, you know what, though? Snowden really screwed me over in my draft. That's true. I liked it. That's true. And, you know, you can't go wrong with Denzel. True. He lost with Magnificent Seven. He can't lose two, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't know how legal it is for him to be on multiple teams, but <laughs> yeah. that's how it works, I guess. Well, he's playing a much older version of himself in Fences. Much more uh, experienced, you could say. Very true. And I guess that fence that they built was good enough to keep out even, like, the freaking one of the best uh, spies in the world, Snowden. He's not a spy, is he? What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) He was hacking the phone calls and everything and still couldn't learn the game plan fast enough, I guess. All right, next up, six seed Loving is facing off against Allied, the Robert Zemeckis uh, World War II movie, which I talked about. I know you haven't seen either of these movies. Uh, Loving is uh, clearly the best movie of the bunch, in my opinion. Allied had some fun to it, but Loving was a deep, meaningful, good movie, in my opinion. Alright. Um, you can have. I'm just going to do what I did before. Heads or tails? Loving's heads. Yes. Tails. Oh, fuck. Flip it again. Alright. Oh, come on. They just let white and heads. black basketball players play on the same court again. <laughs> and luckily, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. As Loving you advances don't. into the. <laughs> and because it's Loving. Uh, into the second round. Alright. Wait, hey. Yes. I know it's late. I have to fucking pee really quick. Alright, I'm keeping that in. Next up, we have the three seed Silence up against the birth of a nation. Um, Mm. Yeah, I know we haven't reviewed Silence yet. I'm looking forward to that when the time comes. Martin Scorsese, always great. We did review we, we did review the birth of a nation which we thought was pretty good, despite all of the controversy the controversy around it. Uh, tell me what you think. Um, yeah, both, I mean, I haven't, again, seen Silence, but both solid movies. Birth of a Nation wasn't nearly as bad as people made it out to be. Although not a perfect movie by any means. Right, right, right. And I've sort of heard along the same lines as Silence, but maybe a little bit more praise. But, um, I mean, personally for me, I really want to see Silence. But I, it's one of those movies I, I want to be ready to watch. Yeah, it's long. It feels long. But it's pretty good. Um, these actually are not as far apart as you might think for me. Silence is definitely getting my vote. I think it's... A better movie. They have way more dedicate. Well, they both have a lot of dedication. But uh, I mean, what they go through in silence. If they can go through that, I feel like they can get through the first round. For sure. Yeah. A lot of chalk here in the one word region. 
Well, it's, it's going to happen. That's, Usually one bracket, at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. And it just leads for better second-round matchups, if we're being honest. Yeah. Another, well, this one's pretty close here. we got a seven-seed Jackie Kennedy, Ulasis. What is her name? Unasis. Unasis. Against Lion, not the animal. This is the Best Picture-nominated film about a, an Indian kid who loses his family and then finds gets adopted by Nicole Kidman and tries to find him again. Oh, yeah. I thought it was incredibly overrated. Uh, one of my least favorite Best Picture nominees. Uh, it's not terrible. I love the way it started, but I just thought the second half completely lost me, whereas Jackie thought was a great movie. Just It's in my top 20 or top 25 for the year, and she would have got my vote as president, and she's getting my vote in the first round. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to agree with you, even though I haven't actually watched either. But I heard nothing but good things about Jackie for the most part, and it was something I was really interested in seeing. Yeah, I think you would like it. We'll have to review it at some point. And um, let's see. I was going to say, I feel blessed. I'm just so blessed because I was able to watch every movie in the bracket. It don't feel bad because that's a lot of movies. Yeah. You know, I don't know how I was able to do it. A lot of bored days, I guess, with nothing to do. But it's all for the greater good. Next up, it's Aliens versus Ghosts. Arrival. Arrival against Ghostbusters. Oh, God. Arrival. Yeah. All they did was show up and sit there and do nothing, and they still won the game handily. Yeah. You know what I mean? Although, I mean, Ghostbusters wasn't quite as bad as some people made it out to be, but it wasn't good either. No, 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 no. Yeah, I agree with you. It was not terrible. It had its moments. I chuckled a few times. I liked some of the characters, but Arrival's like... One of the best movies of the year. Yeah. Definitely my maybe my top three of the year. Yeah. Probably in my top five or six, so Yep. Congratulations, Arrival. You're moving on to face Jackie right now. It's a twist in the in the second round. Aliens versus real aliens versus someone who could come across as an alien to some <laughs> with her demeanor and her accent, which seems incredibly put upon, but who knows? Yeah, this is tough. Yeah, it's, I mean, on one hand, I do want to see Jackie go farther, but I have seen Arrival, and I love Arrival. She's running into a buzzsaw. I mean, yeah, she's basically like those guys that try to bomb the ship. It's not getting you nowhere. You you might kill, you might do something to affect, but it's not going to come remotely close to yeah. knock them out of the sky. <laughs> Uh, not enough puns. Um, Loving is going up against Silence in the second round. This is this is both movies that I thought I would like more than I actually did, but still liked. Both are like super realistic, shot well, look great, great acting, a little bit dull, but not necessarily in a bad way. Just it's more uh, like eating your oatmeal in a way. And again, I don't mean that in a bad way. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know on this one. 
It's very close for me. Um, I think I'm going silence. I'll go loving to make it interesting. Okay. Because it's really a toss-up for me. Literally. <laughs> Hell yeah. Heads, yeah. Heads is silence, tails is loving. And the flip. Oh, tails. Our first upset, our first real upset in the one-word bracket region. <laughs> loving advances. All right, next up, we got another close match with Sully Sullenberger going up against Denzel and his fence. Interesting. I mean, it's tough because Denzel in this movie, I mean, he was he played baseball. He was one of the greats. And his son, he's being recruited by colleges to play sports. So, I mean, they're good. Yeah, yeah. How do you bet against that? It's got competition in his blood. But Tom Hanks as Sully, I mean, that guy's seen it all. Uh, marital issues aside, he he can just uh, help me out here. <laughs> You're no wrong, I guess. Yeah, he's got a good co-pilot. Uh, he's experienced. <laughs> yeah. He's like the know. guy from Hoosiers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going uh, Fences. Better, yeah, I'm going to agree with you, actually. Better better athletes. And uh, more like, well, actually, no. The guy, Denzel in Fences, is like one of the least likable characters he's ever played. <laughs> wow. But he still got the job done. All right. Next up is a tough one for me. Two of my top ten movies of the year facing off in the second round. What is the justice in that? Moonlight against Patterson. Mm, Moonlight. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might go that way. I'm going to go that way too. But I do want to say that it was a good run for old Pat. Yeah. Pat sure Patterson. Did. I'll give him a, a little applause. Yeah. So let's move on to the drama horror region of the bracket. Manchester by the Sea, number one seed overall. Not overall, but in the bracket. is facing off against Hardcore Henry. So, uh, Manchester by the Sea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a mismatch beyond mismatch, which tends to happen in these 116 matchups. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> Nothing. All right. Eight, <laughs> nothing, dude. Eight, nine matchup. Don't Breathe against Green Room. Two very similar movies, in a way. There's, yeah. uh, you know, one location, claustrophobic, trapped trying to escape against bad people. Both really well made, really good movies. I wish we would have reviewed Green Room on the podcast. I think that would have been good. But we did review Don't Breathe. I got to go Green Room. I liked it a little bit better. And to honor the late great... Oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is his name. Um, I love the guy. It's really late when we're recording this, in my defense. Uh, uh, really liked this actor when he was alive. It's an incredible shame that he passed away in a tragic way that he did. Anton Yelchin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't remember either? No, I could not remember his yeah. name. <laughs> What's your assessment on this? Um, I don't know. Uh, Doom Breathe was better than I thought it would be, I guess. Yeah, that was but a good movie. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Blew me away either. A blind guy on the court, but he still sinks his shots. What are the odds? 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to agree with you with Green Room. All right, Green Room advances. Green Room. All right, now we got Battle of the Animals. Nocturnal Animals, which we just reviewed and loved on our last podcast, against the Lobster, which I can't remember if you saw it or not. Uh, no, I hadn't actually gotten around to watching it, although it is one that I was looking forward to doing. Yes, we will have to talk about that at some point but yeah i don't know this is another incredibly tough one for me both movies i loved quite a bit uh you're going nocturnal animals yeah for sure i gotta go lobster it's the more uh inventive um i don't know more it lingered with me they both were great in reflection but the lobster really stuck with me hardcore and uh if if I can't find love within 30 days, I would like to be a tortoise. Terrapin, how about that? Oh, interesting. Yeah. They live a long time, and yeah, that's what I... How about you? Um, Joe Pesci. That's not an animal. <laughs> no, that's from a rap song. The, the guy's line is... Uh, Joe Pesci's my spirit animal. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. Yeah, give it some thought. <laughs> Flip the coin. All right. Here we go. This is a huge first round matchup. This is crazy. What was it's it? It is. All right. The lobster. So, cool. wow. We made it through all the 512 matchups with no upsets. It's rare, but it does happen. It happens sometimes. <laughs> All right, next up we got The Handmaiden, one of my favorite movies of the year, against American Honey, another one of my favorite movies of the year. I, I absolutely love The Handmaiden. Yeah, we it will definitely review way. it. I really, actually, I may even watch it again tonight. Nice. Uh, for those at home, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and that is a long movie. So that is says a lot about how much you like that movie. I'm a vampire. <laughs> Yeah, The Handmaiden, wow. Um, we will definitely be reviewing that at some point because I think it's in my top five of the year. And American Honey's in my top ten as well, but those vagabonds, they can't work together well enough. They're, they're all from different places. It's just, it's not cohesive enough. Whereas The Handmaiden could just seduce them anyway. Seduce them and destroy. Interesting. Hunt for the Wilder People against... Captain Fantastic, two movies that I liked, that I always get confused as each other. Only one can advance. What are your thoughts? Um, I think I'm going to hunt for the wilder people. I'm going for the upset. Captain Fantastic is just, I mean, it's in the title. It's fantastic. It's There's a captain of sports involved. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Flip the coin. Coin flip is up. Heads again. Wow. Hunt for the Little People. Okay. I did like that movie. I'm, I like it. I'm glad it advanced because now I can tell them apart. One is a winner <laughs> and one is a loser. All right. Here's a good one. 10 Cloverfield Lane against Midnight Special. Um, both deal in the alien variety. Or, and both deal with uh, 
people trying not to be <laughs> caught by other people. Yeah. In a way. <laughs> I like both movies, but it's not particularly close for me. The team that's been stuck in a bunker. They've just been dying to get out and show off their skills. It's 10 Cloverfield yeah, Lane. Yeah, I, I really actually like Cloverfield Lane for... A lot of people didn't. It seemed to be a pretty polarizing movie in that sense. Yeah. Surprise. But, Came out of nowhere. I mean, this team wasn't even expected to make the tournament when the year started. But here they are. Three seed in the drama yeah. horror category. All right. The Witch versus Blair Witch. Which witch survives? Oh, jeez. Which witch? Which witch? Which witch? Which witch? The witch, in my opinion. It's just Blair Witch was not a good movie, and The Witch was. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, next up, the last first-round matchup in the tournament, Hell or High Water, two-seed, against War Dogs, which I am very interested to see what you think in this matchup. Yeah, I was really excited about seeing War Dogs. Uh, I may have even liked it a little bit better than other people, but it's just not even a contest for me. Okay, good. Or high water, for I, sure. I was scared we were going to get our first 15 over a 2 upset in the bracket history. Yeah, I couldn't. I can't pull the trigger on that one. No. Thank goodness. All right, so let's go Manchester by the Sea or Green Room. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. Yes, <laughs> Manchester by the Sea. Uh, th- depression is a powerful tool for motivation. No, it's not, but let's pretend it is. All right, the lobster is going up against the handmaiden. I think this is another slam dunk for us. Uh, yeah, handmaiden for sure. Yeah, the handmaiden, I'd like to give more breakdown of this because both were in my top 10 but it's just not even close the handmaiden is in another league yeah absolutely it conned them conned them right out of it <laughs> next we got hunt for the Wilder people against 10 cloverfield lane um again i think i'm going 10 cloverfield lane here i just as much as i liked hunt for the Wilder people yeah i didn't like it that much though yeah. i I quite enjoyed Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, it's better acting, better concept. Yeah, more consistent, I think. Yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People is a bit generic in that sense. Yeah, and it could be hit or miss at times. I pretty much liked Cloverfield all the way through, whereas Hunt for yeah. the Wilder People, there was moments that I loved, and there were moments where I was like just waiting for the next scene to happen. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, but I think we got another easy pick in the next one. The Witch versus Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water. Yep. Hell or High Water. I'm running out of things. Yeah, I know. I'm hitting a bit of a wall, or I have hit the wall. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Falling off. We're going to power through. We're in Sweet 16. We can do it. Yes. All right, we're back into the musical comedy region. I mean, this this is getting serious now. Let's uh, let's try to buckle up. Swiss Army Man, Cinderella Story, freaking nine seed in the Sweet Sixteen against four seed Zootopia. Whew! Uh, are you keeping the dream alive for Swiss Army Man? Uh, I think I am. 
All right, I gotta go Zootopia. So it's a coin flip. I know I. No. It's up. It's heads. It's heads. Zootopia advances. Probably deserved it. Yes, it is. It is. Good run. Uh, little applause for Swiss. Yeah, Army. Swiss Army man. Wow, sweet sixteen. Add that to your resume and smoke it. Um, Zootopia though, super close to a final four right now. They're excited. The animals are going ballistic. Prey is partying with Predator. It's it's unheard of. It's a Zootopia. All right, another. This is an incredibly tough matchup for myself. Probably easier for you, but it's two seed the nice guys against three seed. Everybody wants some. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is two of my top six or seven movies of the year going up against each other. Everybody wants some. I have higher on my list, but the nice guys is way is they're both rewatchable. I got to go. Everybody wants some because I know you're going to go with the nice guys. All right. We got to send Let's it to overtime. It. I don't. It there's no winners. I mean <laughs> that doesn't. There's no losers. <laughs> both would deserve to advance. So I'll be happy for either one. Tails. Everybody wants some. Wow. A little bit saddened by that, but I am too, actually. I actually I remember in my predictions I picked nice guys to make the final four. And wow was I wrong. But anyway, let's move on to the Blockbuster region for their first entry into the Elite Eight. It's Rogue One versus Under the Radar The Shallows. Now tell mm. me Rogue One is a behemoth and the bigger blockbuster for sure. But is it bigger in your heart than Blake Lively's ass? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really do like The Shallows, but I just don't know if it it has the legs to... Oh, yes, it does. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. All right, that's enough creepiness. I am so tired. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I guess I got to go Star Wars here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't justify picking The Shallows as much as I do like it and think people should check it out. And if it did make the Final Four, that would give it the exposure to uh, be seen by more people. But, sorry, hopefully more people see it anyway. Yeah. All right. So the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yep. All right, next up is a battle of the Marvel movies. Captain America, Civil War, against Doctor Strange, the newcomer Ooh, in the MCU. Good matchup. Very good matchup. Three seed versus two seed yet again. Both movies I liked quite a bit. Both in like that ten to twenty to ten to twenty five range in my year ranking. Yeah, I don't know. I want to hear what you think. Um, I think it's a close game, but towards the end, the fourth quarter. I think the stronger team ends up winning by like 10 or 11. And that team is? The Avengers. Yeah, I have to agree. They brought in the secret weapon, Giant Man, Ant-Man, turn big. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those matches where the score doesn't justify how close it was. but Yeah. I mean, you feed that big man in the, in the post, I don't see how anyone could uh, stop him. He's literally 10 stories tall. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, sets up an incredible matchup in the Elite Eight. 
which we'll get to in a little bit. All right, moving on to the one word region. Moonlight is facing off against fences. Both movies, hey, March Movie Madness ain't so, or, hold on. Yeah, March Movie Madness ain't so white after all, huh? Come on, give us some credit. We corrected the mistakes of last year. No, <laughs> I'm trying to push this too far. Do you know what I'm getting at? No. <laughs> the the Oscar so white controversy. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Moonlight vs. Finches. It's no no contest for me. Um, Moonlight, with the strength of Juan. I mean, that guy, he was only in the first half. He could only make it in the first half for... I don't know why he never came out of the locker room. It was never explained. Yeah, I mean, he's just not... He doesn't have the endurance of the others, but wow, what he brings to the table when he is on the court. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, Moonlight advances to the Elite Eight. Next, we have Loving versus Arrival. Now, I'm sorry, Loving, but (laughs) Arrival has arrived. Yeah, absolutely. It's... You can't... You can't (laughs) turn it down. It's got everything. It's got aliens. It's got love. It's got time travel in a way. Death. It's, It's got it all. It's got sadness. Got Jeremy Renner for some reason. It's even got Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> it's got Saul Guerrero. It's just, I mean, <laughs> the only thing it's missed is maybe Morgan Freeman. Yeah, narration. That could be interesting. <laughs> that could be interesting. All right, moving on to the drama horror region. This might be the best Sweet 16 matchup in history of March Movie Madness. Manchester, yeah. Manchester by the Sea. Against the Handmaiden. Ooh. I, I got to put it... I got to give it to Manchester by the Sea before you give your response. I'm very interested to hear what you think because I think it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It'd be hard for me to pick against it. But I could see it. I thought about it because the Handmaiden is... I think it's that good. I would just need to rewatch it again before I could determine Well, that. here's where I'm coming from with it is... I, I agree with you, Manchester by the Sea is fantastic. But it it doesn't quite have the place in my heart where I could say it's one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. And The Handmaiden, I can see watching that numerous times over the years coming. It's I think it's more rewatchable. I think it has... Not taking anything away from Manchester by the Sea, but I, I kind of like what the handmaiden brings to the table a little bit more. All right. Just in terms of general viewing. Yeah, it's a matchup that I think deserves overtime. So I'm kind of scared because I think Manchester by the Sea is phenomenal, but excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see. Could it. easily win the whole tournament. Could. For sure. Or this could open the field way up. All right. Heads, Manchester. Tails, uh-huh. handmaiden. All right, here we go. Oh, my gosh. And it's up. This is incredible. Tails. Oh, my. Holy God. Busted brackets left and right. We had a lot of chalk for a while there. Unbelievable. Like you said, it leads up to a better late round tournament. Manchester by the Sea was my winner pick. I know it was probably some others in this thing. 
especially how we raved about it on that episode, and we haven't even reviewed The Handmaiden yet. <laughs> yeah. This better be a good review when we get to it. Woo! Holy crap. That's phenomenal. What a turn of events. Like, I'm wide awake now. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is 10 Cloverfield Lane against Hell or High Water. Ooh, this is a good matchup. This is a very good matchup. I'm going 10 Cloverfield Lane. I think, Interesting, because I'm going hell or high water. Even right. though it could go either way, for sure. I agree. I just think that last 10, 15 minutes when they get out of the bunker, spoiler alert, <laughs> when they face off against the aliens, pushed it over the top for me. Interesting. Interesting take on We got to flip that coin, dog. Here we go. The flip is up. Heads. Hell or high water. Wow. Takes it. The brothers. On the same team, robbing people blind. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wow. We're in to the Elite Eight. We're going to see who gets to the Final Four in each region. The comedy musical champion is either going to be four-seed Zootopia or three-seed Everybody Wants Some. Two movies I love. Two movies you've never seen. (laughs) (laughs) What's it going to be? Make your pick. Um, I guess Utopia. All right. I got to go. Everybody wants some Richard Linklater on a roll. He's got uh, Boyhood. He's got Everybody Wants Some. He's good. Flip the coin. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? Tails. Zootopia is in the final four. The first animated feature to ever make. The Marsh Movie Madness Final Four. Congratulations. And deserve it. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Forget the character's name, or I would shout them out right now, but they're there. They deserved it. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In the blockbuster region, a battle for the ages. Marvel versus Star Wars. Rogue One versus Captain America Civil War. I don't even know what I'm picking here because these are neck and neck for me. Ooh, yeah, this is... I believe they were both, like, on my list, one after the other. They both have... They both are neither are perfect, but both are incredibly entertaining, incredibly well-made action movies. Yeah. Um, on one hand, I think Civil War, the, the whole cast is more interesting maybe the the downfall Rogue One was they had interesting characters that they didn't flush out enough or maybe included some that didn't need to be or you know what I mean yeah but I, the cinematics in Rogue One the maybe one of the best ever was CGI and whatnot. yeah some of the best special effects in history for sure yeah for, no doubt about it even if you don't like the movie I think you can't take that away from it and I don't know. I really like the whole Apocalypse Now inspiration and how it grounded it was for Star Wars. And I think I have to go Rogue One. All right. And my Marvel fanboy needs to go. And also, I figured you were going to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spider Man fanboy, Marvel fanboy. Got to go Civil War. Got to force this there over time. It deserves it. It's an incredible matchup. I'll be happy either way. Let's see what happens. 
It's up. Oh, hi. Missed <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, Tails. Uh, that means Civil War. Well. Is advanced. Either way, both are winners. But uh, and I didn't just make that up on the fly. Rogue One was the one seed, Civil War the two. So. Yeah, it took me a second. <laughs> uh, Civil War, Final Four bound. Personally, my second favorite Marvel movie of all time, so good on it. I think it is. Uh, I think so. All right. <laughs> now, now we're getting crazy. Moonlight versus Arrival to make the Ooh. final four. Uh, this is interesting. I love both. Yeah. I loved both episodes that we did to review these. I'm going Arrival because I think it would be fun. And I think it was criminally underrated, especially at the Oscars. Amy Adams didn't get nominated. That's a shame. Um, it didn't win any awards other than, like, some minor category no one knows Yeah, it's, her acting was really great, actually, because it was, like, one of those ones where she didn't have, for being a lead, she didn't have a lot of lines in that sense. She did a lot of acting with her eyes and emotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, not she didn't, like, literally not have a lot of lines, but just trying to say body language. I don't know. I just don't think many other people could have delivered like she did. Maybe Meryl Streep, but she'd have to... I don't know. She'd pull it off, by the way. Let's yeah. face it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Moonlight. Second favorite movie of the year. It's a masterpiece. We talked about it, but... Yeah, and I guess in the history of movies, Moonlight might be the better movie. But I think I'm going to agree with you on Arrival. Yeah, wow. Not even Overtime. Just flat out beats Moonlight. A movie we both say is yeah, probably... Yeah, I, I think it's the movie I took all the way as well, so... What, Moonlight? And, yeah, my bracket. Yeah, wow. I thought for sure we were setting up for an epic Moonlight versus Manchester by the Sea battle. Yeah, that's how you four. think it would go, right? And neither neither one even made it to the Final Four. Arrival has arrived in the Final Four. How many times awesome. can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, okay, well, let's find out who the last team to make it into the Final Four is. The Handmaiden or Hell or High Water? Ooh. For me, it'll take Hell or High Water to get the Handmaiden not to make it in this matchup. Yeah, I gotta agree. I think Handmaiden is, as much as I enjoyed Hell or High Water, the Handmaiden is a much more rounded movie. And I think a better style as well. Yeah, maybe I just have something for teeth rubbing but <laughs> do you get the reference uh, yeah. then, but that's what it is the handmaiden wow i mean this is a uh, i don't Four think language maybe on top yeah how about it yeah yes <laughs> not even one where you can like remotely pretend even that you can understand what they're saying yeah yeah you gotta pay attention big time yeah like, i think i could understand like a word here or there but no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, two and a half hours long, too. But, uh, wow. Really? Is it that long? Yeah, it's a long movie. Wow, it was a breeze. It doesn't feel that long. Because of the structure, I think. But Yeah, yeah, for sure. Alright, so we have the four seed, Zootopia. The two seed, Civil War, Captain America Civil War. The two seed, Arrival. And the four seed, The Handmaiden in the final four. Not a single 
number one seed makes it into the final four. I can't believe that anyone predicted this final four. Yeah, especially with how this year's going. It not the best year for movies, but definitely a huge gap in like the top five or six movies. Yeah. Or especially the top two, really. Yeah, I had a big gap between the top two and then the next I feel like there was twenty or twenty five movies after that that were pretty damn good. Yeah. It, Maybe a little underrated of a movie year, but... And I think some of the movies you haven't seen yet, you would dig. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. All right, let's spare no expense. Uh, <laughs> whatever that <laughs> <means>. <laughs> All right. Whatever that means. Uh, waste no more time, except all the time we've wasted. Zootopia versus Civil War. I'm going Zootopia. Uh, I think I'll go Civil War. All right, we got to coin flip it. I just think Zootopia, I've watched it 20 times, literally, because my daughter loved it and was watching it all the time for a stretch there. And it was good the whole way through it. I never got sick of it. Personally, I think my favorite movies are ones that are rewatchable like that. It's why I like Cowboy Bebop, for instance. It's I've watched that entire season 50 plus times and... I take more away from it every time. It's, it's almost like an old friend at this point. Yeah. So I understand what you mean. All but, right. What's it going to be? All right. Be? Here we go. Heads is Civil War. Tails it is. Zootopia in the championship game. Can't say I'm upset about it. So I know my daughter will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie's going to love it. All right. To face off against Zootopia. It's Arrival, or it's wow. ha- The Handmaiden. This is like my championship This, game. Yeah, I can't see either one of these losing to Zootopia, but we shall see. Um, who, who, flip a coin, who are you going to pick first? All right. <laughs> I'll be heads, because I call it. Okay. <laughs> Tails, so it's me. All right. Give me your breakdown. I love both these movies. Like, really, really love both these movies. I did not expect to like Arrival. I mean, I expected to like Arrival. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't expect, I don't know, the culmination of all the aspects of that movie to add up the way they did for me. Um, But The Handmaiden is just gorgeously shot. I'd imagine with great writing. I mean, unless... The person who did the subtitles is just on point. Um, and I liked the twist aspect of it, where it was like not quite Shutter Island twist, but I don't know. I guess it makes you think you know everything, and then it twists it where you're like, oh, man, that's a cool twist, but I understand it. But then it kind of goes back. And then it twists again. Yeah. It's a three-parter. I like that whole aspect of it. Yeah, it's super fun. I can't wait to review it. I might actually rewatch it before we do. It's but, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm going Handmaiden. I'm going Handmaiden as well. Wow. The Handmaiden has made it. Start. I remember said started from the bottom, then it's here again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I can't even push overtime as much as I like Arrival. From a almost from like a clinical way right it's like even though there's sad stuff and there's awesome stuff like it's almost just intellectual it's all intellectual with that 
for sure. Whereas Handmaiden, it's that too, but it's also it's also a little pulpy and yeah, gets you in the feels. Uh, in many ways, it entertains you. It's yeah, like <laughs> it's almost three hours long and it feels like a breeze. So. Yeah, it's very and seven it's samurai a in that you way. Can't understand. So I mean, you have to give it so much attention and yeah, which helps which actually. Help. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Championship game. No messing around. Zootopia versus The Handmaiden. Yeah, for me at this point, I think my choice is clear. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the worst <laughs> championship games in the history. Yeah, I mean, we had some good middle rounds, though. Yeah. This is a slaughter. The Handmaiden wins 87 to 43. Yeah. I mean, Zootopia, round of applause for you. You made it that far. But, wow. Female-led, like, the first time a woman's team has ever come in against the the boys and just killed them. (laughs) How crazy would that be? Zootopia. Women's team playing each other for, like, the... (laughs) Yeah. Zootopia has a female lead as well, so this is a mixed co-ed league, so... Yeah, The Handmaiden, incredible movie. This is a great promo for her upcoming review, which we still don't know when it is. Yeah. But all right, <laughs> this has been a long episode. I really appreciate anyone that listened all the way through or just anyone that's listened to any one of our podcasts. It really means a lot. Uh, 200 yeah. episodes, whether you've listened to 10 minutes of one or every single one, it you know that's more than... Uh, I could ask for. From the bottom of our hearts, thank yeah, you. Truly appreciate any and all support we've received and will receive in the future. So, on that note, stay tuned for episode 201. We ain't done yet. 200 more. Uh, uh, real quick, I'm going to edit this into the post script once I determine who the winner was. Congratulations, whoever you are. <laughs> You've won. Yeah. And you are going to choose a movie for us to review. We'll get back to you, or we'll reach out to you, and uh, we'll let everyone know what's going on on the next episode. But yeah, e- and looking forward to doing it. Yeah, for sure. Email us the Redbox Report at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Redbox Report. I'm on Twitter at the Oriole Report. I'm on Twitter at Redbox Reporter. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. And newsletter. Yes. <laughs> Sign up for the newsletter once I get that sorted out. If you're really interested, hit me up. I'll get you on there. I really was proud of what I did on that, too. And it's not. It's going to be sent to me only. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll take a picture and post it online or something. But, uh, all right. We will catch you next time, and thanks for everything. Thanks for listening.
It's alright. 